If you wanna be somebody, if you wanna go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Hey everybody, this is Jasmine Vale, and you're listening to an episode of Wake Up. Sweet, flavorful, raw, and a little unprocessed, where I'll be sharing things carved into my life, highlighting voices, and diving into who Jesus really is. Welcome to the wilderness. All right, well, here we are. I'm here with Becca Reniker. We're going to talk about whatever God really has put on her heart to talk about, which I'm stoked to talk about. So, <laughs> so we'll stoked. see what comes out. What's coming out? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a great What day. just happened in your back? I just got healed. <laughs> what does that mean? Physically healed. <laughs> well, Holy Spirit is pretty fun. Turns out when you do life together with Him, He cares about the things that you deep, deep down care about, but you don't know that He desires to take care of for you. So... What a surprise. I get to hang out with Jazz today, and she gets in my car, and a few minutes later, she starts addressing that she suddenly has back pain, and I don't think twice about it until a couple hours later when she brings it up again and go, wait a minute, is it in the spot? Because that's exactly where I would pain, behind my left shoulder. And uh, months ago, I popped my rib out of place, and it's never healed properly. And next mm-hmm. thing I know, she takes a risk, she steps in boldness, stands behind me, puts her hand on my back, and releases the kingdom of heaven. And when the kingdom of heaven came, the finger of God touched my back and released supernatural healing. It's the first time I've ever been physically healed before. So. Amen. God is good. He is good. What else has he been? So I know Becca from, just to give you guys a little bit of context, I know, because I know people like context. I'm not a huge fan of context, but I know people like it. So a little bit of, I know, context people. But I really, Becca is, I know her from college, and I was in her core group, and we have been walking together. We had a little bit of, when I moved down to the South End, we didn't talk as much as we normally have, but I think that was just natural transition. Yeah. But Becca has been a part of my life since college. Yeah, 2014. And meeting Holy Spirit, which, yeah, we'll, we can get into the whole, like, details around, like, the difference between meeting Jesus, Holy Spirit, and the Father, because that's really, yeah, we'll break that down on here. So you're going to want to keep listening, particularly because they're a community, you know? God isn't just... I don't know. There's lots of things we're going to deconstruct about Western Christian theology on this podcast and reconstruct a little bit about what it looks like to have a relationship with Mm. Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father. So, yeah. Jazz, do you feel like their voices sound different when they talk to you? Oh, yeah? (laughs) They do sound different. Yeah. What does the Holy Spirit sound like to you? To me, Holy Spirit is very spontaneous um and tender very tender to me um while the father is a little bit like whenever i hear him speak to someone about identity it's very um there's a solidness to his voice where it's like resolution almost where it's even when it comes out of my mouth i feel like my tone takes on whoever's talking sometimes which is kind of cool and yeah. then jesus is friend and lover so yeah. I think that that's, yeah. What Jesus about has you? A sen- Jesus has a sense of humor too. He's funny. He is funny. Yeah. He's funny. He's punny. 
He speaks to me in so many puns. Yeah, you're the pun, you're the pun queen. <laughs> well, he is. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we play off of each other. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Anyways, so today we're going to ask Becca a couple of questions while we're on the podcast. Uh, the main question that we're going to ask her, and I'm making these up right now as we go because, you know, this is the, this is the kickoff. Um, but the first question that has I asked Holy Spirit just now that I feel like we should ask her is particularly what has been written on her heart. So like things that are written on her heart. And that sounds really like abstract, which because it is, but also because it's it's very literal too. Like there's things that have been written on your heart or like that has made an impact on you. Yeah, and I just felt like we should talk about that. Like what has, even just to, well, we already talked about what made an impact on you today. Like Jesus <laughs> um, as a healer, but also just as like, there's something I think about our heart and our emotions and our soul and just how holistic each person is. Um, and what, what has been written on it is more like a, what's been impacted it to a point where you can't like unwrite things off of your heart, you know? So just kind of sharing a little bit about what has been in your life. It can be abstract or literally, um, written, on you Hmm. and that sounds really I don't know we could even take it to a point where it's like oh yeah like I have a tattoo on my ankle which people you know have differing opinions about which is fine we can talk more about that offline um but this concept of like oh what like when you write something on you because it holds so much meaning you know and yeah I'm being very very broad here but the question is like what has God written on your heart that you know isn't going to come off. Like, it's perm, permanent. permanent. Um, yeah. Whatever really comes to your mind, I think, would be good. Yeah. I think two things come to mind. The first is to release people to use their voice. And the second one is just the fierce protection of the Father. Um, but, yeah, honing into the voice conversation, I think a big, a big part of, like, our story growing up is, like, Holy Spirit loves to show us the thing that's on our life when we look at the areas where we've experienced the most opposition. Um, Because it's just then me overplaying his hands because he never wants us to ever discover what we're actually created and we're made for. And so when I look at my story, I look back on my history and I look at all these significant points along the way and there's a lot of trauma and pain and hurt that's come about through A, being a woman, but B, getting to use her voice in a place of influence. And so... There was a long period of time where it became really shy and it got really quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a lot, always had a lot of things bubbling around and popping in my head, um, but it's been a, really a journey of transformation into A, being excited about uh, how Holy Spirit wants to use my voice uh, to release the things that heaven is saying, what he is saying, and the cry that he has for his people. And so I would say the thing that burns in me is for not just me to use it, but to be a voice for the voiceless, um, to actually see men and women and being empowered uh, to be given place, to be given platforms, to be able to speak out what they're feeling, um, and especially connected to identity in the kingdom, like what the Father has to say about you. And so calling out the golden people, bringing to the surface that which those do not know is really the truth about who we are. And as we're swarmed in lies and unbelief, 
about who we think we are. I just have, there's just this fierce thing in me to use my voice to break off of those false mindsets uh, that are in alignment with what the he has to say about you. And so similar, like paired together is also just that like fierce protection of who the father is. And I think we could get into it later on, but the spirit realm is real (laughs) and uh, there is affliction that people experience. And so educating those on, um, there's a lot going on that we may not see in the natural, but in the spirit. And so, uh, equipping people to know how to, um, use their sword of the spirit, (laughs) use their swords, be releasing, uh, things, um, because, We've been given the authority of Christ. Like he came back and when he came back, he gave his keys to the kingdom to the disciples. And he was like, go, like I went and I want it back. I went to Hades and I trampled upon death. And when I rose, all authority was returned back to me. Go therefore. And so it's like, what are these things coming against us that we've just become, oh, this is just normal. This is just, I'm subject to X, Y, and Z. And I think he is breaking off apathy. He's breaking off the spirit of complaining. And he's saying, no, I put my authority back into you. Like I went, I got that back. Right. So I felt like, yeah, I felt like I heard a highlight on complaining. Do you have any, because, you know, I definitely fall into that category sometimes where I find myself complaining, particularly around like taking risks with my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering if you had any like personal testimony or personal um, experience of what that feels like to be in a space of complaint and actually break down for us uh, what it looks like to like be vulnerable with God in that space to actually take things to him and break, really break down that process for people who are listening. Hmm. That's a great question. A quick story that's come to mind was listening to a teacher like several months ago that he talked about his own journey of Jesus asking him to go on a negativity fast, like a complaining fast. And when you look at the Old Testament, it's actually pretty um, <laughs> pretty clear when uh, the Israelites were in the wilderness, they were tested in a couple different ways, but one of the things that they were found doing was grumbling and complaining around the food that they ate. And actually, God, like those people died in the wilderness because of their complaining. And I think when I sat there and I looked at that, and yes, we have the grace of Jesus. He died for all of our sins, but I think we have the power to release life or death with the power in our tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have a choice in any in every moment where... We get to be releasing life over ourselves. And I think our words carry weight and they carry, like they carry a substance, something tangible. And so when I'm releasing, when I'm releasing life out of my mouth, like I'm actually, I think there's change that's happening. Um, I'm perhaps I'm even releasing breakthrough for myself, but I don't even know that I have. And so I have just felt like there's been, I was convicted by what that man shared about going on a complaining fast. Um, and I could definitely do a better job at re-reminding myself that in the mornings. Um, but when it comes to situations where complaining comes up or unbelief comes about where you can see yourself using your voice, I think, A, the father loves just honesty. Like he wants the honesty of our heart, right? right. He, he sees through the BS, the things that we don't actually mm-hmm. say when we come to him in prayer or the things we don't actually believe, Right. So I don't think he listens to us all the time when we come to him with these like 
oh, I'm doing really great. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> he's like, speak to me when you're ready to be vulnerable and honest. And so in our honesty, he's like wooed by our honesty. And so when we come to him, I think he wants to have a conversation about how we're doing. Um, but the father is always into exchanging, exchanging our, our belief systems, exchanging um, what we our circumstances that, that we're in, I guess I could say. And so I see just an invitation even for you, Jazz, to come before him and say, hey, this is the honesty of where my heart's at when I think about using my voice. And he wants to talk to you about like your real emotion, but at the same time, the release of life has good things to say. And so he's a God of exchange. And so it's always, everything's always an invitation into intimacy, right? Right. He's always going to be drawing me back in. He's always going to be ushering me back into his presence. So he, his voice can be the voice of truth that's speaking a new word, a new thing. And he wants to bring, um, release whatever he knows that we need that only in the Holy Spirit who searches the deep things of our hearts knows what to say. Right. No, I definitely resonate with that. I think it's. It's so, when it comes to, like, complaining, there's so many roots. Like, like even right now, like, I don't want to, like, do a podcast once Like, I don't want to do a podcast, you know? Um, but he really has been stating, like, well, let's, what does it look like? Where is that coming from? And I think that's probably my favorite thing. One of my favorite things about Jesus as a friend is that he cares so deeply about the root of the problem and not just the behavior. Um, and I'm like, I'm experiencing him walking me through, okay, you have a legitimate fear here surrounding your voice and using your voice and like the vulnerability that's in that, just releasing my voice, but also the roots that it's connected to into my heart that are like disrupting and causing me fear pretty much. Um, and how he walks me through that uh, or what I'm learning right now of how he's walking me through that is so gentle. Yeah. And he's a lot of the times it has to do with like, well, for me, it had to do, it's connected to a trauma within my family that I experienced and it has an experience. I think that's what's, that's what he's been teaching me a lot is healing comes through experience. Um, like physical body healing comes through experience. Um, or he's, he said this the other day, which I'm like super stoked about, but there's, he's not like half, he doesn't half-heartedly heal us. So he doesn't just heal us in the spirit or in um, our minds, but he also heals us in our bodies and the infrastructure. Like that works on a micro level, maso, like family level, um, um, and like an infrastructural level for an organization. Like he cares about healing in the whole sense and the wholeness of it and the yeah. congruency of that kind of healing. And he's really revealing that to me, even just with my voice of like, okay, even if I even if I change my mind here in this point because I'm complaining or there's complaining going on, there's really a root of like, why, what put me in this behavior in the first place? And I think for me, it was really surrounding like people, sometimes a lot, or a lot of the times for a lot of people, um, some more than others because the intersectionality of their culture and their race and 
their gender and um but when a message is repeated over and over again or repeated by people that um your parents or people that grew up your caregivers or parents or guardians that have um taken care of you or even societal messages then that neuropathway is created in your brain. So then you're going there, you know, like I wanted to throw a fit today talking about like, I literally was acting like an eight year old, you know? Um, and I think that's where God walks us from like an adult plate or where we feel like, Oh, we need to be an adult about this. And I need to change my behavior to actually walking with me in my heart and walking with me in my heart to get to the place where like, oh, I'm acting out as a child here because of this point of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have found that complaining has benefited me in some way. Yeah. So I make that agreement there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I'm still trying to process like exactly where um, this fear of using my voice is like, coming from um but yeah I'm yeah I'm still like trying to break it down in my own personal life and but I'm feeling more freedom even just releasing it like choosing to release it as I'm processing it which there's something there with Holy Spirit I think of like even as we're processing things he's inviting us to heal through experience like this is healing you know yeah and you're stepping into vulnerability yes which is massive massive yeah i think it's jesus is just so kind because what he's not requiring of you jazz or or perhaps me is perfection amen oh what a release yeah (laughs) you know like (laughs) this has to be a perfect with you know pretty bow on the top he's like oh i'm I'm looking for is your yes right i'm looking for is like your willingness um and even if you feel like you're stumbling over yourself in the beginning like that's more than enough in his eyes right because no one arrives the first time they try something right or the first time they take risk and choose to use their voice you know it's all part of a journey and a process and he cares more about what you were highlighting before is just he cares more about our journey than getting us from point a to point b right because he knows of what he's doing the transformation that's going to be lasting and sustaining you for the future that comes through through the here and now and so i don't know for those of you that are listening i just encourage you to give yourself grace show yourself like permission to be like wow it's okay to be along the journey and I think for me, my wrestle has always been that I have just a really high bar for myself that I'm like, I should be so much further along than I am now where he's like, do you have that expectation of you or do I have that expectation of you? And that's always often comes back to myself, (laughs) which is another point of pain for me is perfection. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think he's saying, oh, if you knew how much grace that I have for you, you would show that to yourself a little bit more. And so, yeah, he just wants to meet us where we're at and dig in and Holy Spirit describes himself as the counselor and like you're describing the counselor coming to counsel mm-hmm. you and what better counselor is out there um, than he himself who knows us so well 
um, that knows the deep things that you're sharing, the trauma, the trigger points, uh, the moments where we came into agreement, the pain, all that's un- all that it takes for the counselor to come and untangle us, right? To deconstruct right. so he can reconstruct us back up right. to this strong, powerful woman who preaches fire. <laughs> so, yeah. That's some good stuff. You're That's some- really good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so before we wrap it up here, I just want to encourage you guys, like both of us are walking in that and inviting what that looks like or from my per- in my personal opinion, like how to do that is really about listening and um, inviting him into that space, which is like the scariest thing to do um, or one of the scariest things you could do. But then when you experience it and the more you do it and encounter it, him then like that's the trust you're like building that trust to be able to invite him into those spaces but one of the ways that you could do that is by just asking him to like closing your eyes and quieting yourself and then asking him to speak to you and really posturing your heart in a way that's like okay I'm ready to listen like I'm ready to listen to you Lord um and invite him into that space and see what you hear or see what you see or see what you feel. Um, And that's, yeah, God loves to speak. He loves to speak more than the devil. So, amen. amen. And he wants to speak to you and it's really posturing our ears to hear. Yeah. I've been really um, moved these last couple weeks. Um, just the truth that if you really look close in the scriptures, when Jesus arrived into heaven, he actually received a ministry and his ministry as being our high priest. And these last couple of weeks, he has really been having me meditate on him as high priest, where when I'm walking through anything and everything, he's like, Bex, I've actually already prayed you all the way through this journey around your voice. Like I've interceded for anything and everything that's coming against you as your high priest. I've been in heaven (laughs) making a way and praying you through each season. And I think where we've lost sight of Jesus sometimes is we really relate to him, which is also beautiful as the lamb. We come back to him as the lamb over and over and over. Like you've forgiven me. I come back to you. I messed up. Right. But to move on and journey and maturity begin, we get to begin to see him as this high priest who's our advocate, who's our helper. So in these moments of wrestle and struggle, when we, you know, I think it's intentional earlier. I was like, Jazz, what does Holy Spirit's voice sound like? What does Jesus's mm-hmm. voice sound like? What does the Father's voice sound like? Because when we begin to know what their voice sounds like, it's like, oh, your voice sounds like an advocate. It sounds like a helper. It sounds like one who's prayed me through my circumstances. And it doesn't sound like shame. And it doesn't sound like guilt. And it doesn't sound like fear, right? Um, and so as you listen, you take that time as you observe, like, being asked yourself, like, what does his, what are the voice I'm hearing sound like? And, and testing it against the scriptures and testing it against the word of God and say, is this you? Um, and I trust that the voice of truth will resound in your spirit. Um, and you'll know that you know that you know that you're hearing from him as he wants to connect with you in your own journey. Right. Amen. Well, we're going to pray it out because we can. <laughs> Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you that you are here right now. I thank you, Lord, that you know exactly what every person that's listening 
is feeling, experiencing, um, seeing through, Lord. And we just, yeah, we just continue to open our ears and our heart to whatever you want to speak to us. Um, and I thank you. I thank you that you're meeting them right now, even as we are speaking right, right where they are. And we love you. And yeah, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.